Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Bite Size Nutrition Podcast. I'm Jillian, and today we are going to talk about body image influences. And we are going to talk specifically about influences that drive beliefs like, if I had a flat stomach, I would be more attractive. Or if I just didn't have this one thing, then people would like me. And I find this to be really, really pertinent because we often don't dig into why we feel the way that we do about our bodies. We sort of just take it as like, I feel like this about my body because my body is fucked up or because there, because I should look this other way or because I have this imperfection. And really what it all comes down to is we've had lots of different influences in our lives that have driven how we feel about our bodies today, drives our actions, drives our beliefs, drives our feelings, um, drives so much about our current reality about our bodies. And so part of this is to serve as education, to understand your influences, and also, as always, actionable tips to help you start changing some of these beliefs so that you can feel more at home in your body. And a little bit of a life update. So I am leaving for the UK tomorrow. I'm going to be frolicking around uh, Scotland with some of my best friends. Then I'm going to a wedding. Then I'm going to Ireland. Then I'm going to go see my grandmother. And I am really excited. I'm also really excited because I've noticed, I had this moment yesterday where I was thinking about it. I ended up going out for a drink with a friend. When I say a drink, it was like a club soda. And he decided to get a couple pieces of pizza and he brought them out and he was like, oh, share them with me. And past me would have been like, no, I can't eat pizza. I'm about to go on a trip for two weeks where I'm not going to eat a lot of home-cooked food. I cannot be eating pizza now. And Kermit was like, yeah, actually, that sounds really good. So I had a couple bites of like the pizza that was cut up into pieces and it was really, really enjoyable. And it was just a reinforcement of another one of these moments where I'm like, I'm so proud of myself for the work I've done because there is a past version of me that could not have participated in an experience like that so casually. So I just wanted to share that because I like sharing kind of what can be on the other side of working on your relationship with food in your body. And I want you to know that like these things are possible for you too, but we have to put some work in, right? So this is part of the work, right? Believing different things about our body. So let's kick off, let's get started. Little bit of background here. I remember being like four or five years old, have this image of being in my grandparents' uh, like entryway in their house. And I remember like my grandparents, they would, they would often like squeeze my thighs or my butt and like make comments about my thighs or my butt, which I kind of cringe when I think about this because it sounds very invasive. But let's keep in mind that I was born in 1987. This was the early 90s. I was like a toddler, like really young kid and it was normal to like make comments about kids bodies to like maybe invade kids privacy like as a child I didn't necessarily have the opportunity to set boundaries in the way that children hopefully now can set boundaries about their bodies and so at that point it was totally normal to like stand right in front of a young person and say things about how this person this like young kid looked and 30 years later this shit still lives rent-free in my head. I still have these very distinct memories of my family commenting on my body, specifically my thighs and butt, when I was a little kid. And so I want you to think about when you were younger, maybe you were like 
around puberty, maybe you were younger, maybe you were older. I want you to think like, can you pinpoint an experience or a memory that perhaps might influence how you feel about your body right now? Like, can you think of something that you're like, oh, okay, that makes sense. Like why I feel this way about a certain part of my body based on something that happened to me. And if you can identify that, which I'm sure you can, it's likely that that experience fell into one of sort of like three categories of influence. It was either something you saw in the media, it was something that happened with family, or it was a peer group experience. And so essentially it was like maybe you saw something in a magazine or on TV that really influenced you, or maybe your family would make comments, or maybe you would even see something modeled by your family, or maybe it was like getting bullied for a part of your body when you were younger, or things that in your peer group were normal and you didn't feel like your body fit into that. And so today we're going to talk specifically about these influences and how these influences influence how you believe about your body, like what you believe about your body now. And it's so important to be aware of this, like just bringing awareness to this stuff can help you start to change it. Because you know from listening to my podcast, you can't change what you're not aware of. And so first, for anyone that isn't really clear on what body image is, so our body image is made up of sort of four main components. It's our thoughts, feelings, actions, and perceptions about our bodies, right? And improving our body image starts by addressing some of these components and understanding that our, what our beliefs and perceptions are and where they came from is a really great place to start. And our perceptions are really powerful because they drive our biases. So our beliefs and perceptions about our body, which come from these influences, drive like what we think about other people's bodies, drives our belief about what we think is a good body, drives our judgments, drives our fears about like not being loved for our body, et cetera, et cetera. And so I want you to reflect on the experience that we talked about a minute ago and ask yourself like how did that experience either in with media, with family, with my peer group, how did that experience help you develop the lens through which you view bodies or your specific body now? And then I want you to do something else. I want you to think about in the last week or so, have there been any moments on social media that have triggered negative thoughts about your body or reinforced negative beliefs about your body? Have you had any conversations or experiences with family or interactions with friends or coworkers that have reinforced some of these beliefs that you have about your body, right? And all of these four components of body image are affected by these these experiences. So our actions, for example, so you might body check every morning. You might wake up and check out your body in the mirror and that action might be influenced by the fact that you saw your mom do it for years right? It might be influenced by every morning you saw your mom step on the scale and check her weight. And now you do the same thing because you're like, wait, this is what we're supposed to do. And so we're going to talk about influences. And at the end, you're going to get some actionable tips straight from the confident body, which as you may know by now is my eight week group body image coaching program. And we are going to talk both about past and present, but the big takeaway that I want you to get from this is this. We can't really change the past, right? It's done. We can't change it. We can change how we perceive it. We can change how we interact with it. We can change how we feel about it, but we can't change what actually happened. And so we can learn how to think critically about past experiences and see them more clearly for what they were. And specifically when we're talking about like some really deep past stuff, 
this is where therapy is going to be very helpful. Um, body image coaching and coaching in general is not going to dig into your traumas. And as a coach, it is outside my scope of practice to work with you on like your deep traumas. I can help you change your perspective. I can help you see things in a different light. Um, but for some of those really deep things, therapy is really going to be where we want to go. And coaching can be like a layer to support therapy, but I just want to make that clear. So let's talk about the present. The present, we can filter and change how we absorb our present influences and we can start to develop like our quote unquote body image armor, right? So we can have the same influences, but we can interpret them in different ways. And so in the confident body, we actually spend a week in the program practicing something called mindful self-monitoring. And so what this means is you'll spend some time actually noticing the influences that are in your life the moments that trigger some of ne these negative thoughts or beliefs, and really importantly, how you react in these moments. And this is a really important part of the process because this gives you a really clear awareness of this is what I am doing, thinking, and feeling. And then we get to look at how do we put changes in action so you can actually improve how you feel about your body, how you think about your body, change your body image actions. It's a really cool part of the program. So, okay, let's talk. Uh, we're going to break this down into media influences, family influences, and peer influences. And so with media influences, I want you to consider how much our body standards have changed through generations, right? And if you Google like body or like body standards, I think it's like body standards over time, and you'll see this progression of like the different body ideals, even just in the last like 100 to 150 years. And there is an insane variation. Like even when I was growing up in the 90s, it was like Kate Moss, super skinny, like no butt, no boobs, that was cool. And now it's like Kardashians, big butt, big boobs, flat belly. And it's like, how do we keep up with it, right? And so media influences are not just powerful, they're also really fucking confusing, right? And currently we're kind of in the midst of fighting a lot of this cultural standard and the body positivity movement I think has been a great start. I'm not personally a huge fan of the body positivity movement, but I think I mentioned that in, if you want to know which podcast I mentioned it in, send me a DM and I'll, I'll send it to you. Um, but the bottom line here is this, the media exists to make money. It is a money-making machine, right? And the diet industry specifically, the diet and beauty industry benefits off of us not liking how we look. If we are constantly in pursuit of a body ideal that is not the current one that our body has, like if we are currently in pursuit of a body that does not look like our body, we, the media and the, the diet and beauty industry can make money off of that, right? And also, we want to consider that our media influences have changed a lot, even just in the last like 15 to 20 years, even in the just like five years, right? And that's because we used to see actors of actors and models with this these body ideals, right? Like I used to go to the grocery store and I would see a model in Seventeen magazine and I would be like, yeah, but she's a model, right? It still triggered some negative body feelings in comparison, but I was aware that like this is a model who gets paid to look a certain way, right? But now social media, especially with the advent of so much video media, is like it looks so much more real. Like we can be aware of things like Facetune and how much we can edit photos and images 
or in videos, but it seems so much more real and close to home. And how we consume media and how much time we spend consuming media has changed so much. It used to be like, you know, after work, you get home and you would watch TV, right? You would see ads, but they would be like ads on the side of a bus or like you would read a magazine, but now it's literally in our pockets. We have this tiny little thing. Well, it's not tiny. My iPhone's huge. We have this thing in our pocket that literally at any moment we can pop onto social media and compare our bodies to someone else's. And the bodies that we are now comparing to are like, this is quote unquote a normal person. This is not like a model or an actor. And there's also so much more subtle advertising. Like it used to be very much aware of like, we used to be aware of this is an ad. Okay, this is how media is telling me I should look. Now we're like, wait, an influencer is like very subtly telling me how to like contour my face so I can see my cheekbones more. That must mean that my face doesn't look good. Like it's so sneaky sometimes. And so here's the bottom line with media influences. The media has a very strong influence on how we feel about and how we perceive our bodies. And bringing awareness to this and awareness to your media influences both now and in the past can give you a lot of insight. So being aware of like how certain social media profiles trigger you or how you feel watching a reality show or interacting with types of media or how you feel after like a certain amount of social media consumption can be really helpful. Next thing, family influences. We want to keep in mind here like there's a lot of generational bullshit and specifically like lack of education and emotional intelligence that many of us have dealt with. I know the majority of you listening to this podcast are somewhere between like 28 to 45. That's the majority. Um, if you're outside that range, that's totally fine. You can also relate to this, but I just know that the majority of you are kind of within that range. And our parents and our families did not have access to the education that we have now. It's like a double-edged sword, right? They didn't have, like our parents didn't have access to social media like we do, but they also didn't have the education around like, hey, body shaming is not helpful. (laughs) Speaking to your kids this way about bodies or demonstrating these body checking behaviors to your kids is not helpful. Like they didn't know that. And often our parents would think that they were helping or protecting us because like in their generation, there wasn't this distinction between like, hey, what you look like and how you feel about your body. It was like, oh, you look like this. This is what this means, right? And so it's not your fault, but it is your responsibility. So it's not your fault that like your family spoke this way about your body or your family mm, calls you out for having a big butt or whatever it is. Like that's not your fault at all. It's not your fault that your parents don't have the emotional intelligence to know like, hey, this is damaging for my kid. Like this is not helpful, but it is your responsibility to be able to create your own environment in which maybe that looks like setting boundaries. Maybe that looks like extending compassion for the struggles that your mom may have felt or your grandmother. Like my grandma, for example, um, we got in an argument a couple years ago because I am very stubborn and sometimes I like to try to educate people and not everyone wants to be educated, right? Some people just want to believe what they want to believe. And so my grandma is very fat phobic. And in, in return, like my dad is extremely fat phobic. And my grandmother honestly believes that fat people deserve to just be told that they need to lose weight and that losing weight is just a matter of willpower. That's what she believes. And I know that this is factually untrue, but 
she doesn't know what she doesn't know. And it's not my responsibility to try to force her to know, right? It is my job to identify and separate like those are her beliefs. I don't have to share them. And I am lucky to have more resources and education at my fingertips, right? So I can extend compassion and be like, wow, okay, she doesn't know any better. That must be challenging. That's compassion, not sympathy. It's not me feeling bad for her. And I can also set boundaries. So um, luckily my grandmother doesn't comment on my body. But for example, my dad did comment on my body a lot. And I had to set a boundary where I told him multiple times and repeated this until he got it. Where I was like, hey dad, when you comment on how much or what I eat or when you comment on my body, this is how it makes me feel. I would really appreciate you not doing that. And I think I talk about this in episode like 27 or 28. Um, So if you want to know more about that and how I did that, you can go back and listen. So moving on to peer influences. So peer influences in the past, let me just say kids are fucking mean, right? Kids are mean and they are not aware of the damage that the things that they say have, right? And the kids that made fun of you probably had their own really challenging media or family influences going on, right? Like I got made fun of for being chubby by a kid who was chubby, right? Like that's, how does that make sense? And it really, really hurt me. And it hurt me like up until I was old enough to really like dig into, or not old enough, but until I was aware of, hey, this was something that influenced me. This is like this, a person was probably suffering. And also kids are just freaking mean. It doesn't say anything about who I am now. And so we can't change the bully or the mean girl from high school, but we can identify that they were also acting from a place of living in this world of like really challenging influences and they clearly were taking out something else on other people. And so we can practice compassion for the younger version of ourselves that clearly suffered. And we can also say like, wow, that other person, like it must have been really challenging to live a life in which you felt like speaking that way to another person was okay. And then if we move into the present, sometimes like our peers directly affect our body image. Like maybe you have a group of friends that love talking about their bodies. They like, they body shame other people. They do, they participate in quote unquote fat talk. Maybe that's what your peer group does. And maybe it's more indirect. So you might, for example, like have these beliefs from the influences that you had growing up and that might cause you to internally compare yourself to your friends. So our peers now can affect our the way that we feel about our bodies and from the past. And we also want to remember, like I said before, our peers are in the same machine that we are. And it's likely that, especially your peer group now, if there is any kind of like body shaming or fat talk or comparison coming up, it's likely that a lot of them share your desire to stop feeling this way about their bodies as well. Like it's likely that this is a source of distress for them. Sometimes it can be helpful to open up these conversations. Like, hey, I've learned this new thing about body image. Like sometimes talking about our bodies this way is not helpful. What do you think? Sometimes that's not something that you want to open up. And it might just be about changing the topic or setting boundaries or even potentially spending less time with these friends. And if you notice that there's sort of like a mix between the social media influence and friend influence, know that it's okay to unfollow or mute your friends um, or even just like set boundaries around how you interact with their content. And so I want to wrap it all up and then we're going to go into some actionable tips. When you say or believe something like, if I had a flat stomach, I'd be more attractive. 
you were essentially saying something or believing something that developed out of some sort of influence. You maybe saw women in magazines that were like, oh, they're happy and they're, you know, getting the guy and whatever and they have flat bellies or your peer group would talk about bellies or make fun of bellies and maybe you had a conversation which everybody concluded in your friend group that flat bellies are better. I don't know. Or maybe you saw your mom or sisters inspect, pinch, and speak negatively about their own personal, like, non-flat belly, right? And this is where I want to assure you there is nothing inherently unattractive about any size or shape or whatever about your body. But the conjunction of our body image influences has created and solidified these beliefs over time. And the good news is, you can better understand your beliefs and influences and in doing, in better understanding them, you can combat them and you can develop a more compassionate and accepting approach to your very normal body. And your normal body is likely a body that has lumps, bumps, different shaped body parts. It's a body that doesn't look like your best friend's body. It's a body that is yours and that's fine. And so actionable tips time. I told you this was going to come straight from the confident body. And specifically in the confident body, you're going to have a worksheet that helps you work through some of your body image beliefs and reflect on how these beliefs affect how you feel about your body right now. And then from there in the, in the program, we go into some more fun stuff, education on the mechanisms of body image, learning mental skills and communication strategies, and building a set of body image actions that support you feeling more at home and more comfortable in your body. So here are the actionable tips. I would encourage you to get curious about these past influences. And you can even make a list, like make a list of media, family, peer, potential influences, and consider these interactions and experiences. Like how might they drive what you currently believe about your body? And then how can we understand these from a different lens? And it might be helpful to ask yourself, what do I need to believe about bodies in order to begin the process of accepting? And this is something that we do together inside body image coaching. But here's an example. Like you might need to believe that our parents didn't know better and they acted the best that they could, but that they weren't necessarily helping you even though they thought they might be, right? You might need to believe that your parents deserve compassion because they were struggling as well. You might need to believe that your body is just normal and that is okay. And you might need to believe that getting made fun of as a kid was due to kids just being assholes, not because your specific body was anything out of the norm. The next thing is we can start looking at our current influences. Again, media, family, peers. Because this shit just keeps going unless we actually do something about it. We cannot change the past. We can change how we view the past. But we can change the present. So you can take a critical view of your social media consumption, uh, your media consumption in general. So for example, I love watching like Selling Sunset and Selling the OC on Netflix. Those women are so highly made up and clearly so concerned with their appearance. And had I watched these shows when my body image was really not good, I may have been triggered by seeing these women look so quote, quote unquote, perfect Now I'm not triggered by it at all. I know they're very different than me, but it may have triggered something in the past. And so that might've been a a sign to like, maybe I don't watch those shows until I work on my body image. You can also identify like if and how your current family interactions affect body image. Um, Maybe it's via body comments or things that kind of still come up from childhood. 
And this is especially pertinent as we go into the holiday season where we're likely to spend more time with our families. And this is why body image coaching takes place through the holidays so that we can actually develop some strategies for managing how we feel in those situations, right? You can also look at like, how does your peer group talk about bodies? Are they judgy? Are they critical? And you can be the voice for good or you can simply be the voice for neutrality. Like, hey, let's not talk about this. I'd rather talk about whatever else, million other topics that exist in the world. And so I wanted to share a client story of a client that's actually working on this. She was talking to coworkers and she just made a comment like, oh, you know, the shirt is tight on my arms. And the coworker was like, oh, here's some arm exercises you can do to fix that. And my client was actually like, oh no, I'm not upset about my arms. I'm frustrated because clothing should take into consideration that people that exercise might have bigger arms. And I thought that was really cool because that was like an indirect way of saying, hey, this is not a topic of conversation that aligns with my beliefs about bodies. And then the last big, big, big actionable tip is to start showing your body through your actions that there is nothing wrong with it. And this might be that you stop doing your morning belly pooch pinch. And this was me. I would wake up every morning. I would lift my shirt up. I would stand in front of the mirror. I would flex my stomach. I'd pinch my lower belly. I don't do that anymore. And it has been, it has done wonders for how I feel about my body. Maybe for you, another action is to not inspect every single photo of yourself. Or an action might be to actually do the thing that you've been putting off because, oh, I'll do it when I lose the weight or I'll do it when I look this way or I'll do it when I fit into whatever, right? Maybe it's just doing the thing. And I'm going to put it out there. If you need encouragement or even like help brainstorming actions that can be supportive for you to show your body that there is nothing wrong with it, send me a DM on Instagram. I'm happy to shoot you over some ideas that have worked for me and worked for my clients. And with that, we're going to wrap up. I want to give you a reminder, if you are loving this podcast and you haven't left a rating yet, please go ahead and leave a rating. That is just a simple tap that you can do in the show page. And it's really helpful for other people to find the show. And also, you can join the pre-sale list for The Confident Body. And this is where we are going to dig into all of this together and help you develop a new approach to your body image. And the pre-sale for The Confident Body starts November 1st. That is amazing because you can save $200 on your registration. And if you want a sneak peek into the program, in the show notes, you're going to find a link to download a lesson straight from the program. Um, If you're curious about learning more, go ahead, show notes, you'll find the link, you'll learn more. You can go through like everything that's inside the program and see what that's all about and read some client testimonials. So with that. I'm going to go start thinking about packing and then definitely not actually start packing for my trip until about 10 o'clock tonight because that is one of my toxic traits. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening and I will see you again next time.